Hello, and welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm one of your hosts, Sergei. Hi, friend of Chavruta Ann Gordon. Our daf today, Masachik Kedivot Daf Pei Dalet, page 84. Well, the top of this daf continues the discussion about whether or not somebody can sort of relinquish something that's given to them from the Torah, a right that's given from the Torah. Um, and then we get to a new Mishnah, which is where I'm going to start today. So now the issue we have is somebody dies, right? Husband dies and leaves his, you know, leaves his wife. Somebody who he owes money to and heirs, okay? So all three of these people have some kind of claim on his property, right? The wife, the creditor, and the heirs. And in addition to this, he had a deposit or a loan in possession of somebody else, okay? So this guy has a lot of financial stuff going on. There's a lot of people who can claim his money, and there are people who he owes money to. Rabbi Tarfon Omer, he knew Lakoshel Shabeneham. So Rabbi Tarfon says the deposit of the loan is given to the weakest of them, meaning we should make sure that the person who needs the money the most, right, gets on the estate first. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Ein Merachmim Bedin. Very interesting statement by Rabbi Akiva. Not sure it's one that we would think we would see from Rabbi Akiva, but he basically says you can't, you can't Amidara Rachamim when it comes to Dean, right? That in other words, if it's going to work out that really one person is more entitled to the property, that's who should get it. We can't have a legal system that's based just on Rachamim. So rather, who does this really belong to? It really belongs to the heirs, right? And why is it that we know it really belongs to the heirs? Because who want to get payments from orphans need to take an oath before they collect their debt, right? They have to be able to take an oath saying, this was money that was owed to me. But heirs don't require an oath, right? They just automatically get the father's property, don't have to swear, uh, you know, in order to get it. And I just think like Rabbi Akiva's opinion is very, you know, this distinction between Rabbi Tarfan and Rabbi Akiva, that Rabbi Tarfan wants to make sure sort of those who are in need are taken care of. And Rabbi Akiva is like, it's just, it won't function if that's the legal system won't function. I think they both have a good point here. The Mishnah goes on to say, If the person who died left produce that was detached from whoever takes possession of them first, right? In other words, person dies and they say like, hey, I'm owed money. I see that there's produce that's detached from the ground and I'm just going to go ahead and take it because it's something that was owed to me. Right? Then they basically, uh, you know, they, they've acquired it, Okay. Right. Let's say the wife gets the produce and it's more than what her ketubah is worth. Or the Baal Chov comes and takes the produce first, but it's worth more than, you know, what he was owed. Hamoter, right. What do you do with the leftovers? So let's say Zoo's worth of produce and the wife takes it all, but she's really only owed 200 from her ketubah. Rabbi Tarfon Omer knew la koshel So again, Rabbi Tarfon says you give it to the weakest of them, right? Either the creditor or the wife, depending on you know what their other circumstances are. Rabbi Akiva again says Rabbi Akiva Omer ein merachim badin shelo knew la yoshin. So again, Rabbi Akiva says we can't be merciful 
with Dean, rather it should be given to the heirs. So again, the same, uh, you know, the same uh, type of setup that we had with the first case. The Gemara starts with Lamali Mitne Milva, right? They want to understand why did the Tana have to teach the halacha alone, Lamali Mitne Pikadon, and why the one about a deposit, okay? Um, and, you know, in other words, what really distinguishes these two cases that both of these need to be taught? And so they're going to go through a little bit. Uh, you know, to explain this. And then the Gemara says, my lakoshel, right? What does the weakest mean? Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yochanan, Omer lakoshel shebe, shebe. Rabbi Yochanan, Omer lakotubat isha, mishum china. So Rabbi Yossi, the son of Rabbi Yochanan, says, the money's given to the one whose proof is the weakest. In other words, the one with the late, so the way Mepharshim would understand this, the latest date on the document with their debt, Right? His document is the weakest because, you know, he you can collect property, right, that was sold by the deceased, right, only if it's sold, you know, after the debt is incurred. So others can collect from property that have been sold before the date listed on his document, okay? So in other words, sort of the person who has the, late, the last debt sort of has, will be last paid back. Rabbi Yochanan is saying that no, it, it's referring to the to the ketuba, to the wife's marriage contract, right? Um, and why is that? Because we know that when the Chachamim, you know, instituted all these laws about ketubot, it was there for the advantage of the woman to make sure that they, you know, were taken care of or felt secure in their marriage, right? Mishum because due to the fact they wanted to men, you know, to find favor in 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 the eyes of their woman. So the idea what I'm saying is women in general, they're the weakest, right? That's why we have a ketubah. We have lots of ways that we have to protect them, but they are, uh, they are koshel. And then the Gemara wants to bring a, a machlokas of this as well, right? Ki tanai rabbi binyamin omer la koshel shabiria v'hu kasher rabbi elazar omer l'ketubat isha mishum china. Right? And again, it's it's a it's it's a brisa that says the same thing. Rabbi binyamin's the one whose proof is a weakness, and this is the way to act, right? And Rabbi Elazar says, no, it's referring to the wife's ketubah because they wanted to treat the wife favorably. Uh, so, you know, again, I, I it's this whole concept of what koshel is, uh, you know, that Rabbi Tarfon brings up is very, very interesting. And I think it, it recognizes that, you know, just within society itself, people are going to have uh, are, are going to be treated differently or will be more favorable. And those are things that we need to be sensitive to uh, when we try to uh, figure out what to do in these types. of. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick up actually from right where you've left off um, and try to tackle some of, we've got two different things going on, I think in the rest of the DAF. One is the, how, Chazal needed to handle each other's difference, differences of opinion, which I find fascinating and kind of essential because the Gemara is built on those differences of opinion. And then, of course, the content in terms of this kind of the exact issue here. So the Gemara goes on to cite from that Mishnah, right? So if there's 
if the husband leaves the produce that was detached, right, it's, you know, not attached to the ground, and somebody comes to, the first person who gets there, you know, can acquire it, and then what happens if you've got the surplus? And, Yordana, you've talked about this very eloquently, but here, what happens is the Gemara says, but what about Rabbi Akiva? Because Rabbi Akiva, he wants to know why would you be discussing this case of the surplus, but in the meantime, Rabbi Tarfon was talking about the case of the surplus. Now, as much as I care about the surplus, this motar, um, I want to pay attention to what happens if we jump a little bit onto Amabet and a little bit further down. Um, there's a discussion here over how to handle the fact that Rabbi Tarfon and Rabbi Akiva have a significant dispute here. So there's a case, there's a you know specific case, and the Gemara says, Don Dayanin Rabbi Tarfon. The judges judged it was a case of this kind of case. According to Rabbi Tarfon, and Rish Lakish comes and overturns what they've said. I mean, he 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 gets rid of he what do you call it? He vacates the decision of those judges, and he gives the money right again because it's this kind of case. He gives the money to the heirs, which was the opinion of Rabbi Kiva, meaning Paskening like Rabbi Kiva instead of Rabbi Tarfon. But hang on, those judges had already Paskened like Rabbi Tarfon. So how is this possible? And Amarle Rabbi Yochanan, I mean, Rabbi Yochanan comes, that we know, Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish are, their friends, they're related, they, you know, by marriage, and they also often disagree with each other. And does not like what Reish Lakish says, and says to him, Asita Kishel Torah, meaning you acted like one who is treating a ruling of the Torah law, and you have to, where you would, where if the court makes a mistake, you come and correct it. Meaning, if the if this court made a mistake and assessed, you know, Paskin like Rabbi Tarfon, their ruling, according to Rabbi Yochanan, their ruling should hold. Meaning, and then you could argue whether there should be an appeal. Meaning, like, there's a whole question of how do you handle the case when Chazal make a verdict, you know, provide a decision, and then if you disagree with it, but that's not what happened. Ishlakish came along and simply overturned it, right? And 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 functionally shifted the decision. So the Gemara says, Lema We can let's say that they disagree about this. Meaning, let's say the Marsavar, meaning Rish Lakish, Mishnah If you've made a mistake in your interpretation of a Mishnaic ruling, meaning where the where your information, your what's informing your decision, your halakhic decision is coming from the Mishnah, then Choser, you have to go and re redo the decision. Meaning, uh, as I say, vacate the decision and revoke it basically, and redo it. Well, Meir Savar, now this is Rabbi Yochanan, what does he hold? <coughs> Excuse me. Ta'abidvar Mishnah, eno chozer. He says, no. You, if you make a mistake, it's a Dvar Mishnah. It's not a Dvar Torah. It's not It's not a thing that is coming down from the, from a Torah level of authority. You're at the Mishnah level of authority. If there's an error, you, you coming along, you don't get to redo it. You don't get to revoke it. The Gemara says, no, let's understand this in a better way. Rather than saying that they've got a dispute in how to understand, <coughs> excuse me, um, a difference of opinion with regard, uh, or where you think that somebody or judges make a mistake in um, bringing the law for the Mishnah, everybody thinks that if you if there's a mistake by the Mishnah, by, from, the, from what appears to be in the Mishnah, then you have to you have to fix it. You have to go back and fix it. So what are they disagreeing about here? So Rabbi Akiva 
So this is, an, as I said, this is an interesting way of assessing um, how the halachic process is supposed to work. And so the Gemara, the Gemara's position here is that everybody, right, everybody agrees that if you have to go and, you know, correct the law as it's coming down from the Mishnah or what's written in the Mishnah, you have to correct it. You have to revoke what was already decided. But then where are Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Lakish disagreeing? Rabbi Yochanan thinks that the halacha is like Rabbi Akiva when the machloket with Rabbi Akiva is by a colleague, a peer. But if it's a dispute with his teacher, then you would not paskin according to Rabbi Akiva, right? Rabbi Akiva doesn't win if the dispute is with his teacher. And Rabbi Tarfon was Rabbi Akiva's teacher. So Rabbi Yochanan doesn't think that Rish Lakish, he thinks that Rish Lakish is out of line to overturn Rabbi Akiva's, the, the Psak according to Rabbi Akiva, I'm sorry, the Psak according to Rabbi Tarfon in favor of Rabbi Akiva because Rabbi Tarfon's Psak should win against Rabbi Akiva according to Rabbi Yochanan. But Rish Lakish thought that no, Rabbi Akiva wins regardless, meaning even if it's a dispute with the teacher and not just his colleagues, according to Rish Lakish, Rabbi Akiva's opinion is going to be upheld. The Ebites aim, if you want to say that everybody agrees, to what if you want to say that everybody agrees with the position of, that was just presented as being from Rabbi Yochanan, meaning only with the colleagues, his peers, he wins, but not when it's his teacher. So then what is the, dis- the disagreement going to be? Marasavar Rabbi Tarfon well, then, then the question is, well, what was the relationship between Rabbi Tarfon and Rabbi Akiva? And if you think that Rabbi Akiva can't win, right, meaning Rish Lakish, Paskins like Rabbi Akiva against Rabbi Tarfon. So how does Rish Lakish justify that? Well, perhaps he would justify that by saying, in fact, they were colleagues, they were peers. It's not that Rabbi Tarfon was his Rabbi. Okay. Then the Gemara goes on, what if you want to say, Everybody thinks that they were peers. Now, what, what's the dispute between Rish Lakish and Rabbi Akiva? Uh, Rish Lak- I'm talking too fast, right? Rish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan. Marsavar halacha, itamar, umarsavar matid. Excuse me. Marsavar halacha, itamar, umarsavar matin, itamar. The position here is saying that what is the dispute? The Rabbi Yochanan thinks that they were talking about halacha. I'm sorry that Rish Lakish thinks that they were talking about halacha, and Rabbi Yochanan thinks that what was stated is like to, to be inclined to follow the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, that they, it's uh, the way we talked about the other day, there's, it's more of a suggestion or a good advice type of thing, and that it's not definitively halacha yet. And if it's not definitively halacha, then you don't have to overturn Rabbi Tarfan's opinion in disagreement, because Rabbi Akiva's opinion, even if you're going to always uphold Rabbi Akiva's opinion against Rabbi Tarfan in halacha, you know, as a halacha, in this case, it wasn't yet a halacha. Fine. So all of this is abstract, but it becomes like a, in terms of determining rabbinic authority and who gets what say, it's really, I think, a very important uh, following through the possibilities of what could Rabbi Yochanan and Rachel Akish have disagreed about in, to the degree that Rish Lakish would overturn Rabbi Tarfon, a psak that follows Rabbi Tarfon's shita, his approach in favor of Rabbi Kiva, and Rabbi Yochanan saying no, that doing so was out of line. What happens next, I think, is really interesting, and I'm not going to do all of it inside, but the rest of the daf, basically, actual examples uh, that are going to now kind of dovetail with this halachic, more abstract discussion. I'll read the first one anyway. 
So there were relatives of Rabbi Yochanan took a cow that belonged to orphans from an alleyway, right? So they took it away from the orphans. The orphan's father had owed them money. And then Atulakame Rabbi Yochanan. So they come before <coughs> they come before Rabbi Yochanan. Amar Lahu Shapir Tuha. He says to them, yeah, it's a good thing that you took that cow. It is yours, meaning that lines up with the opinion of Rabbi Tarifon, your Dana that you already explained back in the Mishnah, right? Atulakame de Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish. Then they go before Rish Lakish. And he says, now why they're shopping Sakir, why they're testing both both sages for their responses, I don't answer I, I don't have an answer for that. But we see, like in sharp relief, the actual disagreement because Rish Lakish says, Amarlu Zilu Ador. Go back, he says. Go back and bring that cow back to those orphans. So then they went back to Rabbi Yochanan and they complained about Rish Lakish. Right? He said they have. He said he said we have to give the cow back. You said we could keep the cow. <laughs> you know, I feel like it's like playing the sages off each other. So Rabbi Yochanan says to them, "What can I do when someone who's a peer with me disagrees with me, and I can't?" dismiss what he has to say out of hand. Meaning, Rabbi Yochanan's statement here actually rings, I think, with real humility to acknowledge that Rish Lakish is his peer, and he can't just dismiss the view that disagrees with him to the extent that then, like, what's supposed to happen? The Gemara doesn't say what happens, but the implication is that Rabbi Yochanan is backing down. And the fact that he thought, he does think that Rabbi Tarfon's position is reasonable to upheld to uphold and should be upheld, um, doesn't he? He can't sustain it in the face of Rish Lakish's practical disagreement. Makes sense why Rish Lakish is drawn to Rabbi Akiva because, as we said before, it just isn't going to work. But you know, we're sort of seeing played out here. It's like, what do you do when somebody more senior sort of says something that, like, in a way, I'm not quite sure how it can be upheld. Like, I, 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 I see Rish Lakish's point here. I see Rachel Lakish's point. Um, I think I, I see the arguments of both of them, meaning the idea that Rabbi Tarfon and Rabbi Akiva are going head to head is reasonable, right? They are of, even if, according to the view that says Rabbi Tarfon is the Rebbe, there's, Rabbi Akiva's shoulders are so broad here, right? When it comes to determining this kind of issue, it it's reasonable to to get stuck in that space between, well, do we paskin like this one or do we paskin like that one? Um, it's, you know, the practicality of it, I think, you know, in this next generation of what a Rish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan do when they themselves disagree and now there has to be a determining factor. Um, I, I respect Rabbi Yochanan's position here of saying like, what, what can I do here? You know, like, don't, you're coming to me to, to fight Rish Lakish, but once you've got people of equal stature, that fight isn't a fight because they're both on the same plane, and they have a legitimate disagreement with each other. It's remarkable, right? The the polish of what it means to disagree civilly. Oh, that for sure is here, and it's really interesting to see. Well, that's our DAP discussion for the day. Rank is reviews on all major podcasts. Thank you to Revenue Michelle Farber for hosting us on the Hadron website. Let us know what you thought about this DAP on our Talking Town with Facebook page. And until tomorrow, go and learn.